Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, guys. I'm Adam Nicholas from What Culture Football. And I'm Andrew Pollard from What Culture Football. And we're here to bring you all of today's football news. Before we do that, if you like this sort of thing, please feel free to subscribe to What Culture Football on YouTube. Or if you like the podcast version of this, find us on wherever you get your podcast from. What Culture Football is what you're searching for. But Andrew, would you like to get us started with the news today? Yes, uh, Gabriel, the Lille centre half, Gabriel Magalhaes, I, pre- I think is the pronunciation <laughs> of his surname. Thankfully, yeah, thankfully, he's just known as Gabriel, so that's cool with me. Not to be confused with the singer of, of the eye patch fashion, of course. Um, yeah, centre half at Lille, uh, 22 years old, one of the um, hotly tipped young prospects of, of world football over these last probably 18 months, and a long term target for Arsenal with a deal kind of in place. Um, but there's there's a hitch, there's a catch that Arsenal, yeah, Arsenal have agreed a fee, depending on where you read, between 25 to 27 million pounds or euros. Um, with Lille, Lille have accepted the players keen on Arsenal. He supposedly passed a medical on Thursday in France because obviously travel restrictions got in the way of uh, anything that happened in London. But then Manchester United have swooped in and Napoli. So um, they all three clubs by by accounts of I think it's Gerard Lopez. I have it written down here. Yeah, the uh, the Lille, the Lille president um, who has come out and said that yeah, um, it's down to the player now. We've accepted these offers from these three clubs we're not trying to influence him we're not trying to start a bidding war it was a really refreshing interview yeah it's, it's, I was listening to the audio this morning it's like that guy sounds like a really nice guy to be running a football club might not make as much money for the club as he could but still um, so yeah now um, the player's been given well reportedly going to make his decision he's asked for another 48 hours as to whether to go to Arsenal or whether to go to Manchester United. So uh, an interesting twist in the tail there, and maybe a kick in the nuts for Arsenal fans who thought this deal was done. This is fascinating, really, because how rare is it that you get a football club who are more interested in the players' well-being and the happiness than they are just cranking up the fee as high as possible? I think, actually, when it came to Lille, I saw that they said a similar thing to do with when uh, Nicolas Pepe went to Arsenal, where they... They weren't apparently the highest bidder. It was just they wanted to let the player go to wherever the player wanted to go. So more power to Lille, I guess. Maybe not if you're the person who's running the treasury there. But uh, hey, what are you going to do? It is what it is. But fascinating to see where this might end up. Obviously, Manchester United hijacking it would be certainly feel disastrous for Arsenal, given the fact that they will probably be sort of rivals. Well, I say sort of rivals. They'll definitely be rivals next year. But imagine if he just snuck it all and went to Napoli instead. That would be fascinating. Well, Victor Oshiman, who was a, a, the yeah. striker after last year, who he's supposedly good pals with, he has gone to Napoli already this summer. So there is that possibility. It's the the, the bit that, that interests me with Arsenal is that the news is if they make this signing, they'll have to sell four players. It's like, 
Wow. Right. Okay. Maybe you probably got to get rid of the four first to, in <laughs> case you can't find suitors. I know mm. uh, Socrates is, is, is one that's um, been tipped to go away. Rob Holding, uh, Callum Chambers, and I, I can't remember who else it is. But yeah, there's four players they're looking to get rid of to, to fund this deal. Um, Manchester United, of course, uh, some would say are crying out for a centre-half to go alongside mm. Harry Maguire. Solskjaer's talked about how he wants a, a left-footed centre-back, which uh, Gabriel fits the bill there. And at 22, he fits in with the MO of what Man United have I guess their mission statement since Solskjaer has been there of bringing in some of the best young players um, around. So, yeah, it'll be an interesting one. It seems, reading the reports, it seems to be that it's, it's, it looks like it's going to be Arsenal or Man United. But like you said, the Napoli one's an intriguing option there. Absolutely. And European football across the board, it's not like Napoli's a bad team, other, let's be honest. With all the signings they have made and the direction they could be heading next season, they could be well within their rights to be at the top of the Serie A next year. But let's go from the Serie A and go across to La Liga, shall we, and talk about more Barcelona news. Just what you want, because you haven't had enough of that this week. And Lionel Messi, once again, sent out of attention because, as we know, Ronald Koeman is the new Barcelona manager. He's been talking with Messi, had to present him with his project for the upcoming season and see if Lionel would indeed be interested. But according to reports from RAC1, which is the Catalan radio station, they've essentially said that Messi has told Koeman he does not see his future clearly at Barcelona at the moment and feels more outside of the club than he does inside it. On top of that, he also said he is obviously aware of the difficulties that would kind of uh, come from leaving the club given his contractual situation. But as it happens, obviously that deal is technically set to expire next year in June. However, as we've heard many times, he does have this escape clause reportedly where he can, at the end of any season, before the next one begins, he can decide to leave the club. I wonder timing-wise how that works because of obviously the delays within seasons now and if that's still indeed valid. But this probably isn't the news that uh, Ronald Koeman was hoping to hear, Andrew. And on top of that, Barcelona obviously desperate for Messi to stay. You feel like he understands that the club are going through a difficult situation, but maybe needs to do what's best for the player as well. Yeah, and, and I think the caveat to me as well, that as nuts as it sounds, it might be best for the club as well if he left. Yeah. Just because of obviously the, the revenue they could bring in uh, to try and uh, finance the rebuilding of the squad because... You look at that squad and there's there's not many assets that could bring you a good chunk of change if you're looking for a, a drastic wholesale changes to your playing squad. Um, Messi would bring a lot of money. And I, I know his release clause is something stupid like, I believe, 635. Wild, some high, yeah. Yeah, and the, the clause you run about there, uh, I, I believe it, it kind of, it's every May he has the option to leave. Um, so that, for, for this season, which is kind of still technically going on, and yeah. yeah it's expired and it will kick in again next May. So it's, he's missed the boat, but it's not 24 of his own because the season got much bad. That's, that, was, that was the wondering, of course, because I don't know yeah. how, because of the delay in the season, whether or not technically he could argue that within his contract, yeah. the fact that if the May has indeed passed, but if it has gone, it's gone. And I guess it means they'll have to be selling him, which I can't imagine will be cheap for any club who wants to buy him. No, no, no. Uh, there'll be, ideally, there'd be a whole lot of teams that would want to take him, but then it comes down to the argument of, who can realistically afford him? Because you think that if Barca did opt to sell him, if Messi, because if if he wants to go, he's going to go because just the influence he has there. You've seen how negative an influence uh, Messi can have on a team when he's in a negative mindset himself. We saw the, yeah. the Bayern Munich game where he's just walking around the pitch, turning his back on things, and that that summed up that performance. Uh, fun fun story on that. Alfonso Davis has come out and said that he tried to get Messi's shirt at the end of the I game. Saw that, and yeah. He basically said he looked a bit miserable and said no. It's like, okay, maybe next time. Um, I, I, but, I can understand that. I can understand that. Yeah, you've just been humiliated, uh, and you've 
not really able to kick the ball against this this young up and coming left back. He's actually in his back pocket. Um, but yeah, I, I think if Messi wants to go, he goes. And um, it, it is. Do you think who can afford him? Uh, yeah, but even then, even though that that release clause won't be anywhere near matched, you'd still imagine there'd be just pulling a ballpark figure out of my hoop. Is uh, you'd think about two hundred million euros just compared it to Neymar, or, or you think in and around that region, so Barcelona can get a lot of money for him still because he is, or some would say, the greatest player in the world. If he's not, he's in the top two. Um, yeah, so it'd be fascinating to see. But Coleman has, of course, been focusing on the things that he is going to be able to use at his disposal at the club. And I believe you got some updates regarding the sort of future trajectory, I guess, for Frankie de Jong as well at Barcelona. Yeah, Frankie de Jong, who he had a few injury blips here and there in his, his first season. Barca, after signing for my obviously last summer. But he still managed to play when you look into it across all competitions. I think it was 42 games, 42 appearances he made. So it's a lot. And a lot of that was alongside a certain Sergio Busquets, who played mm. 43 games. But um, Kuman, this isn't one of those where oh, it's it's, it's newspaper talk. It's like no, there isn't. There, there's there's a, a video interview yeah. with Ronald Kuman <laughs> where he says, as it's translated from Dutch, um, that basically his uh, his view for the future is to have Frank de Jong in that Sergio Busquets role. So uh, I guess as the base of midfield, who he's going to be dictating the tempo of the team going forward. He's going to be that pivotal part that is there to. Uh, just to get things going, to, to calm things down, to, to link the defence to the midfield, to spot the balls through for maybe Messi, whoever's playing up mm. front for them. Um, and it's, yeah, it kind of rings true with what Barcelona have said in, in the last week or so about how um, that basically there's only four players really that they don't want to sell. And, and Frankie de Jong is one of them. Um, and everybody else, they're, they're open to offers really. Um, and there's talk of Busquets maybe being somebody that would leave. Gerard Piquet, Jordi Alba, all these mainstays of Barcelona over the last decade um, are all, their futures are in massive doubt. And this, for Sergio Busquets, throws his future into even more doubt. And they're both very similar players because Frankie de Jong started as a centre-half. Um, his mm. first link two seasons at Ajax, who's played as a centre-half, uh, often alongside Matthias de Ligt. Um, and Sergio Busquets is somebody who's been able to fill in that centre-half. They both have that similar style to them in, in, in just their... their their pacing and their intelligence. Um, and it, it looks like, yeah, Kuman's making his mark straight away, putting his identity on the team. Kuman, of course, gave Frankie de Jong his international debut for the Netherlands. And I mean, uh, Adam Wilborn talked about this yesterday, is Ronald Kuman with the players he's looking at and he's been rumoured with, they're all players that you know he trusts because most of them are Dutch and he's managed them for, yeah. for the Netherlands. And this is, a, it's a big, um, it's a big responsibility put on Frankie de Jong's shoulders, but obviously Ronald Kuman thinks he can handle it. I think so. And it's you, you kind of want to see him going for these players who are of the younger generation. Frankie de Jong's a fantastic player. Yes, he might have been a difficult or certainly not the best season for him at Barcelona. Maybe that he would have wanted, but still, the potential is there. And you'd think with a manager he feels comfortable with, in a role he probably feels comfortable with too, he could definitely be the future at Barcelona. And I don't think they regret keeping him in that position. However, let me tell you about someone, Andrew, who they will not be getting at Barcelona. They probably, to be honest, I still would have had him at most teams across the world. We'll get to that in just a second. Let's talk about Enson Cavani, because Enson Cavani has indeed signed, or should I, say, I should say, has almost signed for Benfica. This is reports coming from Gianluca Di Marzio, who is the Italian sports journalist, who essentially said that Cavani is very close to signing with Benfica and is potentially heading over to Lisbon on Monday after the Champions League final, which of course features Bayern and his ex or current club, I guess, Paris Saint-Germain, because his contract has indeed expired from there. And basically, uh, it's supposed to be a three-year contract with €10 million 
per season that is being readied for Cavani when he gets there on Monday. But as we know, there's a long way until Monday. It's only Friday, so who knows? Anything could happen still. But if he does go, I mean, some of the players that they've already signed would be, this would be another great bounty for them because they've already signed Jan Vertonghen from Tottenham. They've signed the Brazilian Everton from Gremio and, of course, they've signed Luca Waldschmidt from FC Freiburg. Three great signings already there. Adam Cavani, yeah, who, by the way, is a fantastic striker still, regardless of age. This is some hellish coops that by the Benfica could be involved in getting with, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was rumblings that they, that they were going to go hard this summer to mm-hmm. uh, mount a serious challenge for Porto after going second to Porto last season in Liga Nosh. And the signings you talked about there, I think Everton's are such an exciting signing mm-hmm. for them. But Tongan, I love Jan Tongan. I, I waxed yeah. local about him other, a couple of weeks ago, last week. Um, all the weeks are merging into one. But yeah, Cavani, is that that weird thing where you talk about his Paris Saint-Germain situation? It's kind of like if you break up with a partner and you move yeah. out, you're going to go back and get some stuff at some point. I think we could say it's complicated. It's probably a good way yeah. to put it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If this is a Facebook relationship, it'd be it's complicated sort of thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, Cavani, um, on a free transfer, I mean, like you said, I think you'd look at most people in the world will take him uh, at 33. There was talk briefly of maybe Leeds putting in a, an offer and yeah. maybe they did. Um, but yeah, it's a great get for Benfica. That guy's got a lot of goals still in him, even at 33. Uh, and for him, it's it's 10 million a year for him in wages. That's a, yeah, a cracking deal. Absolutely good money for him because of the free transfer. And let's be honest, Andrew, if we're all talking about it, you'd have him at any club. Any club in the Premier League would have been happy to have Enzo Cavani. I know I would have at Newcastle. And I know you would have had him at Wrexham as well. I'm just <laughs> suggest- not suggesting he would have gone, but I think it certainly could have been a deal. But... That is all of our news for today. If you like more of that sort of thing, please do subscribe to our YouTube channel, What Culture Football. You can find us there. Or indeed, if you like it as a podcast, subscribe to the podcast, What Culture Football. But that's been your football news. I was going to call it wrestling news there. You can tell I've been doing far too much stuff today. That is your football news for today. I have been Adam Nicholas. That has been Andrew Pollard. Where can they find you on Twitter, Andrew Pollard? At Cultured Left Peg. Excellent. You can find me on Twitter at It's Adam Nicholas. But for now, thank you very much for watching. And we will see you next time. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 